We've all heard the phrase, confidence is key. It takes all kinds of confidence to do what we're meant to do in life, but there are just so many of us who don't feel it. We're frozen with fear, doubts, and anxiety about what people will think of us and failure to do the thing. Our goal for what we want to do here is to share stories of people who are going through their own confidence journey, one step at a time, and hopefully encourage others to know that they are not alone and that confidence is attainable. So please join us in our conversation and perhaps have one of your own. Now we're live. Okay. Hi, Frankie. Hi. So this is Frankie. She is my childhood best friend. Yes. We I um met in Mrs. Gray's class, second grade class. Second grade. Murphy Elementary. Murphy Elementary. Uh, yeah, like 2001, 2002, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, yeah. And um, so we've known each other for like 20 years. Yeah. We were together when 9-11 happened. We were... Can you do you remember that? I do remember that. That was a dark turn that I took, but that was a dark turn that you but took. That but is, you know, that's what came to mind. That's what came to mind. That's how. That's how it sometimes happens. Yeah. You just say what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Frankie? Who you are? What you do? Um. Oh yes. Hello. <laughs> My uh, real name is Francis. There you go. Go by Frankie. Francis O'Donnell. Very Irish name. Very Irish name for a very Mexican girl. <laughs> half and half. Half and half. <laughs> a biracial butterfly, if you will. Yes. We love that. <laughs> um, I come from a very large family. My immediate family. I have two older sisters, so I'm the baby of the family. Yes. My mother's side, she's the youngest of... 12 one of her brothers passed away like way 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 before she was born Mm -hmm. but they're all married they all have kids i think like on that side i have like maybe 30 some first cousins that's a lot of cousins and then on my dad's side my dad's the oldest of six they're all married all have kids all have kids i think i think combined both sides i have like over 40 cousins (laughs) (laughs) and like i'm close with all of them i love it i'm not like estranged from anyone like you take one big happy family to like the next level next um overly intrusive level yes (laughs) (laughs) in everyone's business in everyone's business i love it though it definitely has it's it's very lovely but it's also very overbearing sometimes oh i'm sure yes as family is sometimes i mean hey it is what it is. It is what it is. But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to MSU. I graduated in psychology. Love it. I'm going to go back to school, deciding if I want to go into school psychology or some other type of psychiatry. We'll see. Yeah. But um, that's me. Love it. We love you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And we're here talking about confidence yet again, and um, so I think we should jump right into it and hear what Frankie's personal definition of confidence is. Confidence, when I think, I guess, when I think of confidence, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, being, like, okay with yourself, Uh and, like, your mindset of being, like, 
happy with yourself and like your values and I don't know just like owning stuff yeah like, not being afraid to talk about things and standing up for yourself oh that's so good I love that yeah because like I guess it does it does take confidence to stand up for yourself and um open up to people right because you're making yourself vulnerable to you somebody, are which absolutely is, very scary. Oh, it's so scary. You're definitely opening yourself up for some sort of, like, criticism or rejection of any form you, as you will. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, like, really sticking to your beliefs and, like, defending yourself. Also, not even just that, though, but, like, being open to criticism in, like, yeah. a healthy way and mm-hmm. understanding when you are wrong, things like that. I think, like, that takes a confidence within yourself to, like, admit when you're wrong and oh, to absolutely. fix things, for sure. Absolutely. Because if you, um, yeah, if you don't have confidence in yourself, then you're not, you're going to take you're it. You're not changing yourself. No. You're going to take it way too personal. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Been there. <laughs> oh, insecurities. Hello. Oh, insecurities. Hello. <laughs> yes, absolutely. A, a frequent friend of mine also. <laughs> but yeah, you know. Absolutely. I love that definition. That's such a, like, good, like, perspective to have that, like, it takes confidence to admit that you're wrong and it takes confidence to change yeah. stuff about yourself. And, um... It just, yeah, that, I've thought about that, but not in a long time. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's a weird way to think about it, I it guess. It is, it is. But um, it's so true. Yeah. I mean, it's something I try, I aspire to. Of course, I'm not perfect at it by oh. any stretch of the imagination, but that is something that I try a lot. Yeah. Because, you know. I mean, like, who wants to stay the same? Oh, Like, throughout nobody. their whole life. I mean, yeah. obviously, I have many flaws, and I'm confident enough in myself to admit that and know that. Yeah. And I welcome, you know, feedback in a Feed- constructive yes. way. Absolutely. Feedback there is, like, is a, a difference. Great, yeah. Oh, yeah. A great way to say f- it, feedback as opposed to criticism because criticism. criticism sounds mean yeah and it sounds um in in ingenuine ingenuine yeah a bit yeah it We're, almost sounds like a, like an attacking yeah. word a little bit a little bit yeah so yes yeah feedback, feedback is a lot like, better i would like i like feedback yeah i'm i am sensitive so feedback is a nice way well and that's also, that also takes confidence to to admit that you're you you know, being sensitive and knowing yeah. that about Any yourself. type of vulnerability. Oh, yeah. I mean, vul- being vulnerable is... Hard. So hard. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> it is so hard. Like, I, um, I have been writing some vulnerable blog posts lately. Yeah. And... You're putting um, yourself out there. That takes confidence. And, and courage. Courage. Because you print... You, you, you know, you click that publish button and it's... Your stomach drops a little bit. You're just like, a little bit. Ugh. And you, um, you, you're you out there. Yeah. In the world. You're putting yourself out there. Yeah. And, yeah, so that, um, it's hard. Yeah. 
It's not easy. Not easy. And I think confidence yeah. is something that you're always working on. Oh. It's not just something you have. Absolutely. I mean, like, you, you have confidence, but, like, that's always something you need to nurture. Oh, completely. You need to nurture it. And, and it's going to have a high and a low. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not always going to be the most confident person. And it takes confidence in yourself to realize that and be okay with that. Absolutely. Oh, because yes. then you're not growing. No, you're not. And... If everything was yeah. perfect all the time, then you wouldn't, like, It'd be, be able to enjoy when you're actually having, like, a good time. Exactly. Like, the yeah. lows make the good times even better. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. The lows make the goods even better. Absolutely. Because that, um, and a lot of people think don't more, think that yeah. way. I think you're more appreciative. Oh, Absolutely. So, I'm saying yeah. absolutely a lot, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, this is what, yeah, it's but the journey. <laughs> it, yeah, it's so true, though, because a lot of people are like, why can't we have the goods without the, the lows? And it's like, because... Because life would be boring. Yeah, like, you, would, you wouldn't appreciate the highs. You wouldn't have highs. compassion for no. other people when oh, they're no. in their lows, I don't mm-hmm. think. I think that you wouldn't have very good empathy. You wouldn't have good relationships. No, because absolutely not. You wouldn't be able to, as you said, you wouldn't be able to um, empathize. If somebody had a low, you'd be like, "You're crazy. Yeah, like, what's oh, wrong with you? Oh, oh, well, why don't you just, you know, f- make yourself happy? Yeah, fix it. Yeah, you know, fake it till you make it. Kinda. Fake it till I hate you. That. Oh, I hate fake that. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, uh, it's okay to be sad. Yeah, I think that's something that we don't like say. Very oh, much. Or yeah. people say it, but they don't actually mean, mean it. it. Oh, yeah. I think it's okay to be sad. Yeah. I encourage people that when they feel sad, you should be sad. Like, wallow in it a little Cry bit. Cry it out. You know what? There is a difference in being sad and then, like, taking it a little too far. Wallowing Pit- in like yourself. Pity. Pity. <laughs> pitying yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? It's, a, it's okay to have a little self-pity for a certain amount of time. Absolutely. As I said. Past a certain point, it's like, okay. Okay. Now you got to start doing something. Do something about it. Something. You don't have to be okay 100% right away. Oh, right. You just have to start making moves. Yes. You need to start making moves. You need to start. You. So you're sad. Be sad. And then figure out, okay. Yeah. How can I be unsad? Right. Well, it's not even just that. Like, it's a baby steps thing. Oh. I think people are very impatient, which, like, obviously you would be because yeah. feeling sad sucks. It does. It does. And you want it to be over. You mm-hmm. just want it to be done. Mm-hmm. But you have to do, like, little things. Yes. You need to give yourself it's grace. baby steps. Yes. Like, oh, I've been in my room. Well, like, I, like, went to the store today. That's a Yay. baby step. Yeah. And, like... Give yourself that. Yeah. Don't make yourself feel bad like, oh, I only went to the store today. Like, no. No, you should be happy. Like, you got up, you got dressed, you went out, you yep. got your things. Okay, you did that. That's great. Celebrate that. Celebrate it. Maybe push yourself a little more the next time. Yep. And then, like, after a while, like, you'll be doing the things that you were before. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's in a more healthy way. Oh, Or a absolutely. more, like, sustainable way. Yes, more sustainable, exactly, more and healthy. Sustainable. But it's, I think that's the main part, is a lot of people jump the gun. Well, yeah, because you just want it to be done. Right, and then they fall apart right. again. 
and what my grandpa always said was yeah. that the shorter way or the easier way may seem like the quickest way, you know, mm-hmm. may seem the quickest, but it's actually longer. Yeah. Because you're just putting up on a, like a bandaid. Yep. Yes. But when you take it, you know, you're healing, you're doing your stuff, you're doing, you're putting in the work. It is, it does seem longer, but you're doing a more substantial heal. Yeah. Actually fixing the problem. There you go. So it, it actually is the shorter way, really. It, and more sustainable and, and more, yeah. lasts longer and... You're not going to have little traumas pop up randomly like, whoa, where did that come where from? Where did that come from? Yeah. Like, no, I mean, you fix that. Exactly. I mean, like, it's something that you've accepted now and that you're okay with, like, going on from. Yes. Uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Thanks, Grandpa. Yes. We love you, Grandpa. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, that is so true because... I, I've seen it. Yeah. You know, you've you've seen people who jump the gun, well, take the short way. It's because people in our, I hate to say that. It sounds so basic. In our society. <laughs> but people in our society, like, you're supposed to be happy. Yep. You're supposed to be happy all the time. You're supposed to, what are you doing next well, to make yourself to happy? You're supposed to be successful. Right. You're supposed to be um, on it all the, the time. time. You're supposed to be 100 well, that's so unrealistic. unrealistic. It's yes. so unrealistic. Ugh. And if you're not okay, people... People act try to funny. Fix you. People act they funny. Do. They're like, why aren't you okay? You're like, ooh, you're like killing my baby. I like, can't put myself around that. Mm-hmm. Any actual friend or somebody, friend, family member, people who actually care about you would want to help you. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And also, too, like, it is okay if someone that does, like, care about you, like, sometimes some people aren't in the right headspace to help you. Mm -hmm. Some people can't be there. Mm -hmm. One thing that I've heard from other people in my family that really stuck with me is that every, and it sounds bad, Mm -hmm. but I'll expand on it, is that everyone in your life is going to disappoint you. Oh, and, 100%. And it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's right. just that it's your expectations. Yep. So you expect somebody to be there for you in your time of need, but maybe in their own life, like, they can't be there for you. Yep. Like, they're struggling internally themselves. Yep. You can't help someone drowning if they're drowning themselves. Right. And you understand it, but also, like, they're not going to be able to help you. They're going to be disappointing. Yep. They're going to disappoint you. I actually go by that, too. Right. I really do. I mean, like, expectations are a killer. Oh, absolutely. And, like, everyone's going to be disappointing. It is. It's just inevitable. It's inevitable because you can't, I mean, putting that kind of pressure on someone, too, is, like, crippling. To them. It's crippling to and them. To it's, you. it's crippling to yourself. It is. It creates resentment. It does. And grudges. Mm-hmm. And another philosophy or thing I go by. Things I have a lot of those. Yeah, we love it. I love those. Oh, yeah. They just help me out. They do. Is like holding a grudge is like swallowing poison yourself yeah. and expecting the outcome of the poison to happen to the other person. Exactly. It's just... It's toxic to yourself. 
And not to them usually. No, like, not to the severity. No. Because it eats at you. Exactly. Grudges eat at you. They exactly. affect you and they don't really affect the person that you're holding the grudge against. Right. 100%. It's just, you know. It just doesn't, it doesn't affect them the same way. Right. And that, yeah, that's just so, um, it's so true. And it kills you inside. It really does. It does. And it affects your whole everyday life, really. It does. Oh, it does. 100%. You're and holding on to anger. Yeah. And, and that's anger, never good for your body, mm-hmm. physically even. Nope. Nope. And, um, yeah, so uh, in that realm of wisdom, what has your personal, um, what's your experience been with, with confidence? Because you seem like a very confident person. Oh, do I? You do. <laughs> So thank you. It'd be it's it's gonna be interesting hearing your little. It's been a journey. Yes, and usually usually I've learned the most confident people have been through it. I yes yes. I will say that I've had an amazing support system my whole life, which has helped immensely. Yeah, immensely. You have to have some sort of support. I think. And that can be wherever, you know, it can be family members. But also, there are a lot of people I know whose family members are not a good support system, who are very toxic and um, are the reason they're not confident. Yep. And have not. So you just have to find it in your places. You have to find your people. It could be friends. Could be family members. Could be a therapist. Could be anybody. Coworkers, anybody. Coworkers. Yeah. That's another good one. Yeah. So my journey, for me personally, my support system has been my family. Okay. And in my biggest lows is when I have not been using them as a support system. Mm. So I was born in Alpena, Michigan. So that's like up north. Up north. In up the, not north. quite the UP, but. It's, it's not the UP, but it's like. It's hey. a, we call it up north. Right. A lot of people, when, when we say we're I'm going up north. I'm still a troll. I'm still under the bridge. <laughs> still under the bridge. Yeah. I'm not a youper. Still a troll, but. Barely. Barely. Anyways, I, I'll uh, move from that. But you should visit. It's really pretty. Okay. I'll visit. Anyways, so. Born in Alpena. I was one of the only, like, ethnic people there growing oh, up. I'm sure. Yeah. So, right, I was, like, the only brown person in the area. I'm sure. Because this is in the 90s. Yep. Um, Up north in Michigan. Up north in Michigan in the 90s. Everybody was always nice. I didn't, like, feel any. But I was also pretty young. Right. So you didn't really know. Right. I think I had the most diverse class, which was, like, okay, so also I'm in, like, a Catholic school when I was there. Oh, okay. And then I had... The most diverse class because we had me <laughs> and one other girl named Claire. She was one of my best friends. Um, she was actually adopted, and her and her sister were adopted. Her sister was younger, so she wasn't in school yet, but she was black. So okay. She was African-American. Okay. And, yeah, so there was me and her. That was probably the most diverse class, <laughs> if that... If that gives you anything. There you go. I was a little drop of caramel in a glass of milk. Love it. <laughs> I love that analogy. That's so cute. <laughs> or like a little drop of coffee, I guess. There you go. Drop yeah. of coffee. Drop of coffee and a glass of uh, cream. Yes. 
but everybody was always nice. Love it. I mean, I was still pretty young, right? So that kind of you don't really notice that kind right. of stuff. I mean, like I notice, like I we, our family was like stared at a lot. Oh, but not in like a creepy, like angry kind of staring. Mm-hmm. Just more of like curiosity staring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because totally. we just looked different. Right. Anyways, so grew up there. I got along with everybody really well. Good. Um, I ha- was very happy there. And then I was there till I was in first grade. And then we moved to East Lansing. My mother is from East Lansing. Oh. My dad is from Alpena. Got it. So my dad's family was up there. My got it. mom and my dad's family, like, my mom had a hard time up there. Okay. So, my grandmother and some of my aunts weren't the nicest to my Mm. mother. And I think growing up now, now that I'm older, I think it was more of, like, it wasn't really my mom they were mad at. I think they were mad at my dad that he didn't spend as much time with them anymore and she was just Mm. easier to blame. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, we moved. My mom was really homesick. She wanted to be with her family. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we moved back. And... It was very rough for me when we moved to Hazlitt. Actually, we didn't move to East Lansing. We moved to Hazlitt. Her family was from East Lansing. But it was really hard for me because I was extremely different. So Hazlitt's not super diverse by any stretch of the imagination either. Not at all. But I was very different. So everybody was great, like, coming from, no, is it Ralia? Yeah, pretty much. The kindergarten there. Oh no, that is uh, Wilkshire. Wilkshire, Raleigh is the other elementary school. Yes. Okay, Wilkshire. Everybody kind of already has their friend groups, right. all that. So not only that, but then I was also like brown. Yep. And like I had really short hair for a girl. I did not have an easy time transitioning from. Elpina to Hazlitt by right. any means. Had a very hard time. Um, I didn't have friends right away, and mm-hmm. I was teased a lot. Mm-hmm. I remember there was like one boy specifically that was like ruthless to me. Oh, and then I also found out that I had a learning disability then too. Oh, so I got tested for that. So my confidence was pretty low. Oh, I'm sure. I was being teased a lot, being teased for being... That was, like, the most teased I've been for looking different. Right. Um, I always was different. I always felt different, even on Alpina. But it was just, like, so apparent. People were finally being mean to me for it. Right. And Which is sad, but you're right. it happens. It happens. It happens. It does. So, but, you know, I... My teacher actually made it, like, very bearable, Mrs. Gray. Miss Gray was amazing. She was the light at the end of the tunnel in second grade for me. I had such a rough time. And then I, we, like, knew each other, but we didn't really talk to each other. But I think we ended up sitting next to each other partway through the year. I think we did. And then that's when you and I became friends. You were my first friend when I moved here. I'm honored. Yeah. Oh, I'm honored. You were my very first friend moving to Hazlitt. Aw, I'm honored. (laughs) 
and then it was better once I had you. I mean, I still got teased, but, like, yeah. I was like, eh, whatever. I have a friend. It's I have okay. a friend. Like, I have a person. And yeah. I'll be okay. Yeah. And, like, I was okay. My my parents were, like, really nice about my, like, learning disability. Oh. And then, like, that original girl I was friends with, with this newer one, became really close all of a sudden. Uh-huh. And she they sort of like third wheeled me which i was like kind of like okay like that's weird but like you know they're closer like everybody goes through it like that's fine yeah i'm still part of like this group it's no big deal right but then like she started being like oh well i think that you should go out with this guy the guy that like had asked her out Hmm. she's like maybe i don't feel like the spark anymore like i think like you guys would be cuter together and we're being like, that's weird. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> like, I don't know why you would say that. That's, yeah. Like, this feels like a trick a little bit, but A okay. little bit, yeah. I was like, um, I mean, like, I, like, we're friends. Like, that's weird. Yeah. They, like, called me, like, a flirt. But, like, they did it in a sort of, like, a backhanded way where they weren't, like, really saying it, but they were, like, kind of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. We're just like, wait, was that, like, an insult? Yeah. So then it had me become even more self-conscious. Yeah. And then I don't even know. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I know, like, something came to a head where, like, I one day was like, oh, my God. Oh, I, like, called crying about something. I don't I don't even remember. I left, like, a very sad crying message to, like, the girl. Mm-hmm. And... I heard about it the next day that they were, like, laughing about it. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you don't care about me. Yeah. Like, you're not really my friend. That's such a hard realization. And it was, it was, like, a a light bulb went off. Like, oh, like, we're not friends. Yeah. We're not friends at all, actually. Yeah. That's such a hard I would never do that. If I, like, made somebody cry, I would feel bad. Oh, totally. Yeah, you wouldn't laugh about it. That's horrible. So I was like, oh, okay, wow. So I actually got a hold of you. Yep. I was like, listen, this is happening. I don't know what to do. They, like, explain the situation. You're like, yeah, that's messed up. I don't think you should, like, why don't you just, like, come... Because at the beginning of the day, like, when you got there early before classes started, there was, like, little cliques and groups that, like, you would stand with in the hallway right. until classes yep. started. And I, you were, like, don't even stand with them anymore, you know? Like, cut it off and come and, like, be with, like, my group. Yeah. We still weren't on the same team. No. Because we were in different friend groups, different everything. Right. Yeah. Which, but like, we were still, like, friends. Yeah. We, yeah. had, we had always kept in contact. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. I always came to your parties. You came yep. to mine. But um, I was like, okay, yeah. Like, at this point, I don't even care. Like, <sighs> yeah. Over it. I was over it. Like, that, you know, that's, like, where that instinct in me came out where I could, like, all right. You guys, you guys are, like, bullies to me now. Mm-hmm. So, like you're out. I'm not your friend. Like, that's mean of you to do to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm done giving you my energy. No. Right. But I was obviously angry. Oh, obviously. I was super angry. I mean, you had given these, these girls your heart, almost, basically. I mean, you gave them your trust, and they completely just washed their hands of it. Right. 
yes i could no longer trust them yeah absolutely so i left that group and it was a battle it shocked me actually how mad they were that i told them i didn't want to be their friends anymore it was weird i was like why do you even want to be my friend you don't really want to be my friend though right and it was like this ugly like war that i absolutely fed into Mm-hmm. into eighth grade it, it was bad mm-hmm. it got very ugly yeah they at one point some people told me to kill myself like any messages or texts like were shared with other people that i did i was very much painted as a very evil person to everybody whole, everyone it was and yeah. people believed them because why would you believe the one person over like the group yeah yep and this group of girls were like goody two shoes goody two shoe like smart smart girls like why wouldn't they believe them yep and i was kind of an outsider before this so it was easily believed yep and the things that they said that i did is just like outlandish and anybody who actually knew me knew that it wasn't true oh completely but it shocked me like it shook me to my foundation i was like wow i can't believe you guys are doing this to me yep but i had my new friend group yeah did you let me jump in and ask you a question yes did you were you feeling a little bit like oh my gosh i can't believe i trusted you at one point yes absolutely okay it was very much like i could i questioned my myself right I couldn't I felt like I couldn't trust myself in my judgment anymore okay yeah I was wondering about that yeah it was very much so that because also I was talking to that boy that was my friend and um who had one point had been going out with the other girl in that group and like we started developing like feelings or so I thought I mean I was I was confiding in this person right um, because he was the only other one that, like, knew them, too. Because right. you knew didn't me, know but you didn't really know them. No. And, you know, like, some stuff happened, and I found out that every conversation and any, like, vulnerability that I had with him, he had shared with that group of people. Yeah, that's horrible. Like, mess- text messages, IMs, for which were a thing. Age us a little bit. Yes. I am my instant messages, all of that were shared. Oh. And it was such a betrayal on top of my already feeling like I was betrayed with them. It was just like, wow. Like, it definitely broke me in a sense. Yeah. I was like, I thought you actually cared about me. Like, I can't believe you would do this when you knew how, like, depressed I had. Yeah, that's messed up. And then I hadn't told anyone about this. And then, like, once that happened, I told my mom that I was depressed and being bullied. Mm -hmm. And she put me into therapy, which helped tremendously. Oh, good. Um, I I wasn't even in therapy that long. And it was very much, like, helped me, like, we talked about trust, trust in myself. Basically building a foundation again of confidence, really. Yeah. 
I mean, your confidence rebuilding been shattered. It at was that point. absolutely decimated. Yeah, I had none. Yeah, it was already whittled down. I would say from even just being friends before, like it would turn bad because uh-huh. I was so insecure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So like I had no confidence, and then everybody was believing these people over me without even talking to me. They right. just believed them. Right. Which just like, well, what can I even do? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing, is what I thought. Right. And so this therapist really helped me a lot. And it was like an epiphany moment. That's the best way I can describe it is that I had an epiphany moment. Oh, good. Because at this time also, my parents were splitting up, like actually separating. Uh And then my grandfather, who I was very, very close with, he's basically another father figure to me, Uh um, was basically on death's door. I mean, he was very, very sick. He was in the hospital. I remember having that epiphany moment. So the epiphany moment was that I wasn't getting anything out of this, that it was just draining. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, it just wasn't worth it anymore. Right. Like, I wasn't going to teach them a lesson. Right. And they would never understand what I was going through, what I was, right. you know, I wasn't going to make them feel what I felt right. at the time, Absolutely. which is basically what I wanted, I yeah. guess, when I think back about it. Yeah. But, you know, that's the hard pill you got to swallow, though, is just that, you know, they're not. Yeah. And, you know, you should kind of, in my, and this is my thoughts in my brain, you should almost feel sorry for them in the sense where, like, they'll never know what that's like. Right. And, you know, they're not going to grow from it. And they're going to have this problem again in their life. Yep. And, you know, now I know they really gave me a blessing in disguise to know that, like, I I never want to treat somebody this way and I never want to make anybody feel this way. Yes. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it was just that. And the whole grudge thing, too, of just, like, you know, holding this grudge is not going to do anything to them. It's just hurting myself. Yep. So, really, that's what it was. It's just such a waste. Such a waste of time. That cliche of uh, life is short. Yep. Like, my life is so short. Like, why am I giving you so much of my energy? Yeah. When you, like, don't really care about me, really? Yeah. So, it's just like, okay, this is how it is. Yep. So, really, like, once that, like, actually set in my brain of, like, you know, they're not going to understand, and, like, you just have to be okay with that. Oh, absolutely. And you're you're just, like, it really does, like, set you free. Oh, I'm sure, yes. And I was just, like, it was just one day. It really was just one day. I was, like, huh, uh, I'm really done. Like, and when I say I'm done, like, the opposite of how I describe it is, like, the opposite of love isn't hate. Uh-huh. It's indifference. Oh. I'd become indifferent to them at that point. You there know? There you go. Yes. It's just like, eh, you know, like, I wish you well. I really do. I yeah. mean, I really do. You know, I really hope that no one that you really love and care about ever goes through this. Right. Because this is, I wouldn't wish this on anyone. Right. And, you know, like, I'm just, I hope you have a good life. And yeah. I, please just stay out of mind. Yeah. There you go. essentially what I said. And yeah. it wasn't like a, 
angry, malicious thing. It was just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. You're tired. I'm tired. Uh, this is just not worth my time anymore. Right. And yeah. I just became indifferent. Yeah. And did that, in that respect, that's when your confidence started to build up again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. was more of like, a, you know, I'm okay with being by myself and being me. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I stood up for myself in that Yes. Sense. So Absolutely. you're just like, you're sticking to your guns and your morals. I'm right. done feeding into this. This isn't even me at right. this point. I think that's why it felt so draining. Right. I was playing into, like, this, like, blame game. Yeah. This, like, Well, and you were playing into fight. this, like, vision of what you thought or what the world thinks people need. Right. And, and I finally took a step back and was like, wait a minute. Like, yeah. this, I don't even want to be this. This right. isn't me. Exactly. Like, and, like, it's so exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. It's so exhausting to, like... And really, I thank them still to this day. Well, like, it makes they taught me such a big lesson. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Exactly. And, you know, it's okay for people not to like you, and that's fine. Yeah. Not everyone's going to like you. Yeah. That's the hard truth. Yeah. Not everyone's going to like you. And some people are going to think you're mean. And, you know, it's good to, you know, take that and assess it. Am I being a bit of a jerk? There you go. Yep. You know, maybe I am. And is in some on... instances, I was. Yeah. Is I this on me was. or is this on them or? You know, is it a, a little bit, of, bit both? of both? Right. Probably a little bit of both. And, you know, maybe pull back. Yep. And reassess. And the only thing you can control is yourself. Yep. Absolutely. You can't control anybody else and nope. what they do. Nope. So you take that, you know, you get that feedback. Yep. And you reassess, and you make yourself a better person. There you go. Yes. Um, and then, is that kind of what you want people to take away from your experience? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Is that, you know, it's okay if people don't like you. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, you're not going to please everybody. Yep. And it's okay to leave a, situ- a toxic situation. Yes. Be it your friends, be it your family. Yep. You know, just because, you know, I see a lot of people who are in toxic situations with their families. And you can't leave. I mean, you love your family. Right. But it's okay to set boundaries. Yes. And boundaries are uncomfortable. They are. And people are going to fight boundaries because that means they have to get some feedback, reassess, and change. And people don't like change. Nope. You know, but you need boundaries. And you need to reassess your expectations of people. Yep. Expectations are a killer. Yep. And sometimes the toxic part of any relationship could be your own expectations of people. Mm-hmm. Can this person actually give me what I need? Right. Maybe yes. Maybe no. Maybe they can't. You can always change expectations, and you can always reassess boundaries, too. Yeah, They're ever-evolving. You're going to have roller coaster highs and lows with any relationship. Yep. It's just work. That's the truth. Yes. And then you need to figure out, is the work worth it? Right. For that person. Is it worth it? Right. That's Sometimes a big it's one. not. Sometimes it's not. 
And sometimes you just got to take a step back, you know, let them think what they want to think. Yep. That hard pill to swallow. Yep. That you're not going to teach them anything and you're not going to change anyone. Nope. I will say that in any kind of room. Only God romantic, can people. <laughs> right. Be it romantic relationship, friends or relationship, you're not going to change anyone. Nope. Only person you, actions you can control is your own. Yep. And so you need to think about what you can do exactly and what you are okay with living with yep and if there are some deal breakers in there that's okay that's okay but you know you can you live with them yes no no well maybe you need to you know distance yourself and not be in that relationship anymore yep because you're punishing somebody for being themselves at that point yeah yeah and they can't change right and they can only change themselves yep yeah, that so, is so true. It's just how it is. It's just how it is, yeah. That is a lot to think about. Hey. But you have brought on some amazing points, and I'm so happy that we were able to do this. Oh, yeah. This was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And here's to another 20 years and oh, beyond. Oh, yes. You're not getting rid of me, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Frankie. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me.